Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. If you are looking for vendor process training for you or your entire vendor team, head over to my site at DeborahRRichardson.com and click on the Vendor Team Training Solved button to learn more about what is included in the annual plan and also to download a training schedule. Get the training that you and your team needs to avoid payment fraud, duplicate vendors, compliance fines, and more. Are you looking for ways to validate vendor bank account information to prevent fraud? Well, in this episode, I talk about why you may want to, or not, use micro deposits versus the popular early warning slash GIAC platforms. Keep listening. Welcome to episode 199, pros and cons of using micro deposits over early warning slash to validate vendor bank account ownership. So I do want to get started here by first defining or explaining uh, what is a micro deposit, what is the process for early warning slash GIAC and other resellers. And then also why I didn't include the pre-note, because some of you may be asking about that if you're currently um, doing pre-notes. So let's start with what is a micro deposit. So we've all been there as consumers, right? We've signed up for something and they don't charge us right away, our credit card right away. They will send a penny test And we call it a penny test because a lot of times it's pennies. But nowadays, those deposits are under a dollar, but they're different denominations. So they're not all penny tests, but that's what we used to call them. But the goal is, is to have the owner of that bank account then go into their account and identify the amount that was transferred. And so this is something that you may be using. Definitely other AP departments or vendor teams are using this micro deposit to validate vendor bank account ownership. Now, alternatively, you could be using Early Warning, that platform, or their reseller, GIAC, as a way to validate vendor bank account ownership. Now, what is uh, Early Warning and or GIAC? And I'll start with Early Warning. So Early Warning uh, is a platform that is owned by a consortium of seven banks. And I always forget the banks, uh, but it includes uh, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Truist, because Truist um, was a... uh, 
combination of BB&T and SunTrust and BB&T was on the list. So it includes an Altruist, um, also uh, Capital One and some other banks as well as a total of seven or eight different banks that owns early warning. And so if you are have a relationship with one of those banks, then you could use early warning. If you do not have a relationship with one of those seven or eight banks, then you would have to use their reseller GAIAC. And what the platforms offer is a database. And this database um, contains depositor information. And so what happens is banks, uh, credit unions, all financial institutions across Across the U.S., uh, non-U.S. is not included. Non-U.S. financial institutions are not included, but it includes U.S. financial institutions, and they voluntarily submit depositor information to be included in this database. And so, when you search it, then you are searching for uh, your vendors legal name and bank account number to verify it's a match based on all of this depositor information submitted by U.S. financial institutions. Now, when I was first looking at this back in, I don't know, five, six years ago, not all banks across the U.S. contributed their depositor information. When I was looking at it, it was like 68%, right? And that's because you have, you know, small banks, you have uh, credit unions, you know, mom and pops that do not or did not have the staff to voluntarily submit this information. But now that percentage of banks that willingly or voluntarily submit their information to this database is somewhere in the high 90s. And so it really has improved. And again, what you do is you will search for your vendor legal name and the account number and verify that that is or there is a match. Now, if you have early warning, that's what you're doing. And I know that early warning uh, continues to add different services. So you might want to look into all the different services Uh, that they have available along with that bank account uh, ownership service. And I know they call that something different. But on the GAIAC side, if you, again, do not have a relationship with the seven or eight banks that uh, own early warning, you have to use a reseller and GAIAC is a reseller. But what GAIAC tries to do is they try to, in my opinion, get those folks that are eligible to sign up for early warning. They try to get them anyway. And so they offer additional services like verifying, not necessarily doing a 10 match, but they will check other resources to see if You put that tax ID in if uh, that tax ID has been associated with that vendor legal name across other resources. Uh, They may also uh, be able to identify the tax ID that was used to set up the account. And early warning may have that as well, but GAIAC definitely offers that. And they also offer OFAC checks. So you can verify that that vendor is not on a uh, the OFAC or one of the OFAC 
watch list. So that's great. So they do have additional services that you can sign up for that help with the vendor validation process. All right. So before we get into the pros and the cons of using micro deposits versus early warning or GIAC for vendor bank account ownership validation, I do want to talk about why I didn't include the pre-note or the pre-notification. And a pre-notification is a $0 entry. And you are just trying to verify that the routing number, your vendor's routing number and bank account number are valid and will result in a successful payment prior to submitting the actual transaction. So for vendors, these are sent from you or the buyer to the vendor's bank to confirm the banking information before paying the vendor invoice. Now, the reason that I didn't include the pre-note in this whole conversation is because unlike the micro entry where you can get the vendor's legal name, and we'll talk about that in a moment, with pre-notes, there is no requirement for the vendor's bank to send you the name that is on that bank account. So they may verify that, yes, if you send a payment over, that routing number and bank account number is valid for that payment to be posted. Uh, But they may not tell you what the bank account holder's name is. And so you've got nothing to confirm that it matches your vendor's legal name. Now that's still good to make sure that the payment you send to that routing number, account number combination will be successful, right? Because you want your payments to be successful, but it's not so good for a vendor bank account ownership validation. And so I did not include it in this discussion. All right, so with that, let's talk about the pros for using micro deposits versus early warning or GIAC to validate vendor bank account ownership. Now, the first one is probably the biggest one. Obviously, there is a reduced cost. Now, this cost can be different depending on the relationship that you have with your bank and the contract or agreement for the cost of different services. But this cost is more than likely definitely lower than the cost of getting a separate subscription, either through early warning or GIAC. And if you think about it, it's really additional entries that are sent on your pay file. So if you're making ACH payments and you're sending a pay file of your vendor's payments to the bank, you're just including additional entries for your micro deposits to your vendor's bank account. So it is at a reduced cost versus early warning or a GIAC. The next thing is that you can send in multiple at a time, right? I just talked about you're sending it in a pay file. And so if you onboard it, I don't know, um, 50 vendors and 25 of them have bank accounts that you're going to use for ACH payments, now you can include all of them on that one pay file. Now, the reason that that is a pro versus early warning or GIAC, which I believe you can do bulk upload files with those platforms in order to do the validations is because you are already sending the pay file 
All you have to do now is include those vendor micro deposits in those files. That's why that's a pro. It's no additional files that you have to separately run to upload into a database in order to validate vendor bank account ownership. The next pro, and this is a big one, but it's also the last one, but it is a big one. It's coverage. So the biggest complaint that I hear about using early warning and GAIAC is the fact that you don't get a high hit rate. So finding your vendor's legal name and bank account uh, number, that combination is harder than you might think it it should be. So I'm looking at when I talk to uh, clients or audience members or webinar attendees that talk about their hit rates, it's usually around 40 some percent. So what do you do with the extra or not the extra, but what do you do with the other, you know, um, 60, 55% of the vendors, how do you validate their bank account ownership? Well, if you're using micro deposits and you have a higher coverage um, rate, right? Because you're not relying on this information to be in a database. You're relying on your uh, vendors uh, going in and verifying that deposit. And so that is definitely a higher hit rate than what you would get with your uh, with using the databases. So that's the biggest thing that I hear about using early warning or GAIAC is that the hit rate is low. And so you don't have that issue if you're doing micro deposits, unless for some reason, the bank account information is just not valid. Maybe they fat fingered or something. All right. So those are the pros. And I had three, the reduced cost, which is actually a very big one. Uh, The fact that you can send in multiple at a time and then Also, the increased coverage for validating uh, bank account ownership. All right. So those are the pros. Now, I do have some cons. You knew they were coming because I already told you. So let's talk about the first one. Uh, And this one may not be a pretty thing for you to realize, but you could be verifying a fraudulent account, right? So a cyber criminal, if they have gotten or fraudster, if they have gotten through your process and hopefully you have internal control authentication techniques set up so that you would reduce the potential for getting this far with collecting a cyber criminals or fraudsters banking information. But if you go in and you do a micro deposit to a fraudulent account versus early warning or GAIAC where they can or may be able to combine the validation of the tax ID that was used to set up the account Uh, versus the tax ID that you're using to set up that vendor to make sure that they match. So that's the first con is that you could be verifying a fraudulent account. The next con is that it takes longer. And why does it take longer? Because you have to get your vendor involved in this process. 
you have to have the vendor go into their account, however long it takes for the micro deposit to get there, sometimes two days, sometimes three days. And the vendors are not always, you know, they don't put that on their to-do schedule. They send you their banking or their banking update and then they're off doing vendor things. When they finally get to the point where they're uh, going to verify the amount that's in your, uh, in their account that you deposited, that may be days or more, um, weeks, whatever later. And that's going to cause a delay in their payments. And everybody thinks that these vendors are waiting around, right. To, um, waiting for that confirmation call. That's a whole nother podcast. I think I had one on there recently um, on that confirmation call, but they're not waiting for these confirmation calls. They're not waiting to validate the information or the micro deposit because they've got other things to do. And so when they get around to it, it may be days or weeks later. And so it does take longer. Uh, in addition to that, they may um, send you or tell you what the amount is, but I recommend that you have them send you a screenshot and have that screenshot include the name on the bank account. So you can confirm that the name on the bank account matches the vendor's legal name or maybe the DBA name or maybe the parent name, however they have that bank account set up. And that may take a back and forth because maybe they will reply to you and tell you what that amount is but did not include the screenshot or the screenshot didn't include the bank account holder's name. So there's more back and forth with this process than it is if you did not have the vendor involved and just searched their legal name and bank account number and perhaps tax ID on uh, early warning or GAIAC in that database. And speaking of that tax ID, the micro deposit does not confirm the tax ID that was used to set up the account, that it matches the tax ID that you are uh, recording in your vendor master file. So you don't get that validation. So that was four cons. Um, the fifth one and the last one is if you do use micro deposits, and I talked about this in episode 198 when I had Amy Morris from the uh, NACHA rules department on, and it's about micro entries. And prior to this upcoming rule, they did not really, or NACHA, who is the governing uh, body over the ACH, uh, ACH network that handles all ACH transactions. Uh, anyway, they have uh, operating rules and guidance. And one of the operating rules that's upcoming is on micro deposits. So they're going to have um, a requirement that the description says something, uh, has this specific phrase, and that also that you have um, some 
processes in place to detect fraud. Now, there are two different phases. The first phase is where um, you have to put account verify in the description of your pay file. And that is going into effect September 16th, 2022. And then the second phase is the one I was talking about with the fraud detection. And that is going into effect as of March 17th, 2023. But if you want some more detail on it, make sure you check out episode 198. So it's the episode right before this one. And I'll also put a link to the nacha.org page on micro entries. So you can do uh, some additional research on that rule. And the good news is, is if you're listening to this podcast when it is published, which should be August 11th, 2022, then you have over a month, right? Before the first phase takes effect on September 16th to get that in place. If you are using micro deposits or micro entries. Okay, so those were the, I think I have four cons. One was that you could be verifying a fraudulent account. Two is that because you're involving your vendor, it could take longer. Three is that it has upcoming nacho rule requirements surrounding, right, the bank uh, or the micro deposits. And then it does not validate the tax ID that was used to set up that bank account. Now, if you are listening and you switched from micro entries or micro deposit to using early warning or GAIAC or better yet, vice versa. I would love to hear from you. So be sure to reach out to me at Deborah at Deborah R. my email address. And I would love to hear what your, uh, what your pros and cons are because yours may be different than what I have. So I'd love to hear from you. So be sure to reach out. So thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 199th episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast, where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy. Stay happy.